here we go. Welcome to the Nine Rat Fantasy Football Podcast. Welcome into the Nine Route Fantasy Football Podcast, everyone. Pat and Scott. Well, wait a second. Scott's not here. Uh, Pat and we have a special guest on today, a good friend of the show and a good friend of Scott and I. He's been in our, our fantasy football league, our, our league of records since since it began, basically. Uh, still titleless, unfortunately, uh, but we're hoping this year we can uh, we can change that. huh? DJ's, you've been uh, getting pretty close for a while there. We have uh, DJ Erdman on the show today. How are you uh, doing, Pat? Uh, yeah, happy to I'm step good. in for Scott. Don't know that I can fill those shoes. Uh, and I think it's important for the listeners to know that I don't quite have the success you and him do. Well, he has more success than I think anyone in the league. He's the only three-time winner in our in our league of record, um, which uh, still pains me to this day to know that that's the case. But uh, yeah, he he tried to he tried to do this mock draft episode. He is actually on vacation with his family. He uh, he called in and uh, gave it a go, but the perception where he was at was just terrible so all of all the listeners out there who you know think scott was bailing on the podcast here now he's doing well he's having a good time he's at the beach and at the pool and all that good stuff uh he did try to get on with us so he he is dedicated he just wasn't able to uh to get on the the podcast with us this week to do the mock draft so i asked dj to step in you know i figured you were one of the guys who been in, like I said, you've been in our league for a very long time, and I've always sort of respected your opinion on on fantasy football. And you know, I feel like just because you haven't necessarily won a title in that league doesn't mean that you're not a good fantasy football player. You've you've had some some pretty bad injury luck uh, over the years, where you've had some really good teams that had a chance to compete, and then you know a guy would get hurt here and there, and it would kind of just submarine your chances. But I do respect your opinion on fantasy football, and I'm happy to have you on with me for the mock draft episode. Thank you again. My pleasure. So before we start, there was a little bit of news that came out today that we just wanted to go over real quick. Go ahead, DJ. You were the one that wanted to talk about this, so I'll, I'll let you go ahead and, and start. Well, I just wanted to mention, you know, we we're all getting ready for our fantasy season. Some of us have already drafted. Most of us probably trying to do that week three of the preseason. Big loss today for our real-life football rivals, the Dallas Cowboys, losing their left tackle again. Everyone's penciling him in for a yellow jacket, but the latter half of that career, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, he's been riddled with injuries. Yeah, but, you know, and when, when drafting the, the fantasy football pie chart, uh, injury is the biggest piece of the pie. Research and strategy, probably the second biggest, and then, you know, personal preference, uh, character. Some people, like Pat, uh, draft more with logic and reason and their numbers guys, and People like Rudy and I are a little bit more emotional. Go with our heart. Drafting from the heart, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's it changes where you're taking your your Ezekiel Elliott's, your your Pollard's, your maybe even Dax, because now there's there's questions on that offensive line. You, you're already asking questions about losing your number of receiver for Dak Prescott. Now you're losing your number of receiver and your left tackle, and then for Zeke and Pollard, like who's going to get the lion's share of the carries, and who's going to block for them now? Yeah. That, that could definitely change the effectiveness of, of both of those guys. I mean, you know, left tackle is probably the most important, definitely the most important 
spot on the offensive line, uh, especially when you have a right right-handed quarterback like Dak Prescott. But uh, Smith's, you know, prowess in the run game has has long been uh, played down because of Dallas's pass happy offense that they've had the last few years. But yeah, I mean, when Zeke was at his best, it was because Tyron Smith was at his best as well. I mean, as long as well as you know Zach Martin and you know all the other stud offensive linemen they had. So yeah, this is definitely a big hit for the Cowboys. Uh, as an Eagles fan, uh, yeah, you know. It's not the worst thing in the world, I guess. I mean, you hate to see anybody get injured, especially before they get a chance to play in the regular season. But if anybody's going to lose a left tackle, I'm glad as an Eagles fan, <laughs> the Cowboys and not, uh, you know, not the Eagles. And back to what you said, you never want to see a guy get hurt. I know you, myself, Scott, we like to see the Eagles beat Dallas twice a year, but we want to beat them when they're full strength, when it really counts. Yeah. So. All right, so today we are doing our mock draft episode, like I said earlier. We're going to jump into it so that we have time to sort of explain each of our picks and you know what we're thinking about these players and, and hopefully give anyone listening out there a uh, an idea of what goes into the thought process of draft picks and I guess where your mind goes when you're trying to decide between two or three players at draft spot. So uh, today we will be doing a PPR mock draft. It's going to be the standard one quarterback, two running back, two wide receiver, one tight end, one flex, and then we're going to have five bench spots for a total of 12 rounds, and we should get through those pretty quickly. DJ has had the the luck of picking the 102 randomly, so he's going to be drafting from the two spot. I will be drafting from the five spot, which is also not that bad. I, I do like the five spot. I think it's one of the, the better draft spots in the league this year because of the uh, – sort of the top five consensus players uh, on the board. And, and we'll get a little bit into that as we get started. Do you have any general strategy, DJ, from drafting from the two spot? Is it something that is a spot that you like? Is it a spot you don't like? It's a spot I don't like. Um, I I like the latter half of the draft order. I like to come around in the snake drafts and get the, the second player early in the second round. The value, it's very top heavy up there at two. Mm-hmm. And, if this were a real draft, I would, I'd probably try to trade this pick, move into the second round, try to grab two second rounders, maybe two third rounders, fill some roster spots rather than taking that Jonathan Taylor, uh, Jamar Chase, or Cooper Cup, whatever your your flavor is. I I'd, I like to get the AJ Browns or the, the CD Lambs later, and then get the running back right behind it. As you've mentioned in previous shows, I am a hero running back drafter. I don't think it's a dying position. Diluted. There's only a few up there, as most of us know. But um, I like to get one solid back in the early stages of my draft. And maybe I have the opportunity to take one of the two best here with pick number two. Yeah, I think uh, I do also like the hero RB strategy. Uh, you know, as long as that that hero RB stays healthy, I think it's a very, I think it's an optimal strategy, honestly, because I think at the top of the draft there's so many good pass catchers, but wide receiver is also so deep that you can go into the third, fourth round. And, and there's actually, you know, anybody who's into fantasy football who who follows preseason fantasy stuff on, on any regular basis has heard of the running back dead zone. It's that round, you know, three to five area where all of those running backs just seem to never really return their value where they're being picked. And so a lot of wide receivers go in that third, fourth, fifth, sixth round, uh, which is, you know, I think, like I said, I think that hero RB strategy is 
starting to be adopted a little bit more by a lot of people, which is why you're seeing that that dead zone area where running backs are not really going in the in the third to fifth or sixth round. So being where you're at, you will have an opportunity to grab one of those uh, one of those heroes, and uh, you know it's going to be interesting to see the way the rest of your your roster shakes out because you do have that that pick coming back with the two eleven and then the three oh two. So I know that those picks are not you know maybe not what the the end of the first beginning of the second round picks are, but there's still pretty quality players in those spots that you can get. And especially if you, if you get that hero RB out of the way with one of these first few picks, you can really load up on some good wide receivers uh, in round two and three. So it's going to be interesting. I myself am happy with the five spot. I do like the fact that I will be getting one of who I would consider the top five players, which for me is Taylor McCaffrey, Cup Jefferson and Chase. Whoever of those five falls to me is pretty much going to be an auto pick at that point. So coming around in the second round, I have the 208. So you're not as far back as you. There's still an opportunity to gain an advantage with either a really good running back there as my hero RB or perhaps a really good second wide receiver, even a tight end in that spot. Sometimes I decide to go, but we'll see how that goes uh, as we go through the draft. All right. So you ready to start this mock draft off? You want to get going? Here we go. <laughs> All right, so the mock draft has started, and Christian McCaffrey has come off the board at the 101, and you are now up at the 102. Where are you looking to go here? I know you love CMC. I've never had him. I've never loved him. I'm going Jonathan Taylor. I'm going with the hero back. I want the volume. I think Matt Ryan's going to do a lot for him this year, maybe less in the carry department and more in the reception department. He's a big guy. He's a fast guy. Who doesn't want to? I mean, I could probably get a thousand yards behind Quentin Nelson. So Taylor's my guy. I, I like my guy. I need 14 games a season where you're more you're more willing to take that swing on McCaffrey, get 30 points a game for for eight to ten weeks. I want the guy that's going to give me 14 to 17 games a season now. And and uh, I think Matt you'll Ryan. You take the 22 to 25 points instead, and just get it all year long. No, I get it. Listen, I. I, I completely understand why Jonathan Taylor is the 101, you know, with McCaffrey's injury history the past couple of years. It's it's hard. It's hard to take him at, at all in the first round. I love him because I don't I, – I just don't care about injuries. I mean, unless somebody's coming back off of a serious, serious injury, you know, some sort of like knee or reconstructive surgery or something like that, I'm not, I'm not really – you know, McCaffrey's injuries have all been sort of fluky, kind of like – well, I can't I say this. Yeah, yeah, they're like muscle strains and sprains and things like that where, you know, you just keep you out for a little bit, but there's no surgery required. So uh, I'm not too uh, I'm not too concerned about McCaffrey this year. But, I, I again, if I was in your spot, I would have taken Taylor as well. So uh, recapping the next couple picks, after your pick at Taylor, Austin Eckler went at three, Derrick Henry at 104. Uh, so very running back heavy early. Uh, so that leaves all three of the wide receivers that I mentioned on the board for me. It's really, really hard to not take Cooper Cup in this spot because of the incredible season that he had last year. But as we all know, it's incredibly hard to repeat as the RB1, the wide receiver one, the QB1 year to year. seems like Travis Kelsey is the only one that has figured out how to be the number one at his position for so long. And even he didn't do that last year. So uh, for me, as much as I love Cup, I do think that Allen Robinson being in L.A., is going to have a little bit of an effect on Cooper Cup's target share. Robert Woods went down last year. 
and it definitely opened up a little bit more work for Cooper Cup than I think we were even than he was even expecting to have. Uh, he was by far the, the number one receiver on that team, but I am going to go with Justin Jefferson here at the 105. I just believe that Jefferson is just, I think he's, you know, he said it on Twitter that he's, you know, that he wants to be the best receiver in the league. He wants to go for 2000 yards this year. I'm not saying he's going to get there, but I like a guy who has that kind of uh, moxie and that kind of confidence in himself that he's, that he's going to go ahead and, and, you know, basically break the receiving record. So I want to be on board with that when that happens. So I'm taking Jefferson at the 105. You're taking a guy that came onto a Randy Moss team, broke a Randy Moss record in his rookie season. The game's changed, so it's it was probably a little bit easier for him to do that. But uh, I was always a Jamar Chase guy uh, over Jefferson. Man, he has wowed me. The, the new coach coming over from the Rams, uh, Kevin O'Connell, Jefferson is poised to have a big year. Gosh, Cooper Cup, man. Come on, Matt Stafford. Go dog. <laughs> but uh, no, Jefferson, Jefferson, I was going Jefferson or Chase there. As good as Cup is and, and probably will be. He's had one really great year. He finished as wide receiver four uh, in 2019 as well. So he's had a couple of good years in his career, but. Uh, like I said, I, I think Allen Robinson being there does a, a little number on, on Cooper Cup's volume this year. So uh, I just think Jefferson, with an aging Adam Thielen there, and you know the, the Vikings didn't really do anything to add any other pass catchers in the offseason. Nobody that's going to really make a difference. I just think that he's, I think he's going to lead the league in targets, and I think that he's got the athletic ability to number one overall wide receiver. Uh, finishing off the rest of the first round, we have Najee Harris at Six, Cooper Cup went at 107. Dalvin Cook at 108. Mark Fell at 109. Adam at 110. DeAndre Swift at 11. Mixon at 12. Uh, team 12 took Mixon and Chubb on the 1 2 turn. And then back to Team 11 for CD Lamb, Aaron Jones, Stephon Diggs. Team 9 started with Jamar Chase and Stephon Diggs. That's a, that's a nice start right there. I have those guys in my top 10 overall players. Tyreek Hill at the 205, Alvin Kamara at the 206, and then Travis Kelsey finally went off the board at the 207. That's the latest I've seen Travis Kelsey go in a mock draft in a really long time. I think if Kelsey had fallen to me one more pick, I think for sure I would have taken him because as much as I, you know, like a lot of the later tight ends, I think Kelsey is going to be a huge value this year. And I think he's going to regain that tight end one uh, overall position again this year with uh with some of the weapons being gone from kansas city's offense i think kelsey's going to be relied upon a lot more this year than uh than he was last year i, I agree with you especially early in the season we all know that tyreek's in south beach hardman another bulldog injured and he really hasn't been he's been less productive than i was hoping his first couple seasons you want to see juju get back to that season he had a few years ago where he was a number two but he was putting up number one numbers. The only guy that Mahomes has that chemistry with left is uh, is Kelsey. He's probably going to put up a, a heck of a year. Yes, yeah, and, and him slipping as far as he did, I think would have been, you know, that would have been a huge, especially in a PPR league to start with Jefferson and, and Kelsey. That would have been monstrous. But Kelsey is gone, alas, and so here at the 208, I am looking at 
I haven't taken a running back yet. I, I did say that I do like that hero running back strategy. And one of the guys that I have been targeting a lot in the second round, and it looks like other people have too, because his ADP has slowly been rising throughout the off season. Uh, is Saquon Barkley. I know that, you know, he's got some injury history as well. Uh, maybe I, maybe I just like taking uh, injury riddled players and in, in the hopes of, you know, them having a comeback season. But I think Barkley is still one of the most talented running backs in the, in the entire league uh, as far as his, you know, physical attributes. I'm hoping that the Giants offense takes a step forward, uh, at least if I get Barkley anywhere, I'm hoping that. But I think with Joe Judge out of there and Brian Dable in as the head coach, I feel like the arrow's pointing up, and I'm hoping that it's pointing up for Barkley because I'm going to take him here at the 208. It's a good pick. They took the tackle in the draft, Evan Neal, out of Alabama, another shack size offensive lineman. They drafted uh, Andrew Thomas last year for their offensive line. Dable, I mean, you see, you saw what he did with Josh Allen. We were, we wouldn't take a flyer on him three years ago, and now we're talking about him as an MVP and in the Super Bowl. So the guy knows what winning football looks like, and you know from watching early Saquon Barkley, he looks like a winning football player. It's just a, it's just those injuries, and if he gets banged up, uh, hopefully it's a short-term injury, and it's for the two weeks they play Philadelphia. <laughs> Yeah, he, um, sorry, real quick. He he did have one of those injuries that did require surgery. He had the ACL, remember, two years ago. So that is a little bit scarier, but uh, a lot of studies have been done that once players come back from an ACL injury, uh, they're actually less productive the year that they come back, and then they return to closer to, or even some of them even perform better in that second year back from their ACL surgery. So this is probably the bounce back year for Barkley. He's still young enough. He's in a new offense. And uh, I think that he could have uh, a really big season this year. And, and I'm hoping he does because he's he's going to be my hero RB for this for this mock draft. So uh, right after Barkley, Mark Andrews and Leonard Fournette went. And now you are on the board at the 211, having Jonathan Taylor so far on your team. Where are you looking to go? Well, it would have been really nice to – compliment Jonathan Taylor with Mark Andrews but as you mentioned he went I'm going to double down on the running back I listened to a show earlier this week you guys put out about uh, Melvin Gordon you guys are very high on Melvin Gordon you had him at number 36 I believe but mm -hmm. you like I'm telling you I love this kid Javante Williams out of North Carolina I loved him last year coming out I, I think the guy does it all he reminds me of a, a faster Ray Rice he can, he can catch the ball. He can run the ball. You know, Russ was cooking in Seattle for so long because after Marshawn Lynch sailed off into the sunset and got a DUI, they couldn't run the ball. So um, Nathaniel Hackett, you think about it, he's coming from Green Bay. He has Aaron Jones and, and A.J. Dillon, and they're both starting running backs. And that offense was so brilliant, they both got their numbers. So with a Hall of Fame quarterback, I'm going to go Javante Williams, and I'm happy with that pick. Yeah, I, I listen. I'm not uh, a Javante hater. I just the only thing I, that draws me away from him is the fact that he, you know, still has Melvin Gordon there. But you know, I, I think that given the opportunity to even pick up 70, 65, 70 percent of this offense at the running back position, he could he could very easily be a top twelve running back. So I, I don't hate that pick. We got two young stud running backs to start your draft. Debo Samuel and Ezekiel Elliott were taken by Team One at the two three turn. And now you were back up at 302 with, like I said, two really good running backs 
uh, on your roster already. So where are you looking with this third round pick? Okay. Now, normally I don't go tight end too early, uh, especially if there's a guy I love, TJ Hawkinson, I get in later rounds, but I'm staring at Kyle Pitts. <laughs> and I know that if, if Rudy were here, if I'm going to really fill in, I'm sorry, if Scott, <laughs> if Scott were here and I were to fill in his shoes, I'm going Kyle Pitts. So I'm looking at yeah. AJ Brown and it'd be really nice to root for a Philadelphia Eagle all season. But what, what he brings to a football team, uh, not to mention I live 20 minutes from their training facility. I was over there two weeks ago watching them practice before their first preseason game. Guy's an animal. I'm going to take Kyle Pitts. I'm going to hope the combo of Mariota and Ritter can get him the ball. I mean, he's your wide receiver one in Atlanta. I, I, I'm down here. I, I listen to the radio. Drake London looks really nice, and he's going to be good if he can bounce back from that minor knee injury. But Pitts is a unicorn. He's a mismatched nightmare. What do you think, Pat? Is that a good pick? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm rising on on Pitts. Uh, I, I don't have him ranked as the third tight end. He's my fourth tight end off of the board. Uh, but in a PPR league, I, I don't hate it because you know that he's going to get 125, 135 targets, maybe even more than that, honestly, in this offense this year. So, I mean, I don't hate the pick, and especially in a PPR league. And you can't keep a guy like that out of the end zone forever. You know what I mean? Like he's got to score more touchdowns than he did last year. He already finishes what the was the tight end four last year in this first season. I mean, so, that could be the case again this year too, though. So yeah, um, but what I like is you're getting the targets and you're playing from behind. Part of my strategy is I go late on quarterback. I want talented losers. I was a Philip Rivers guy <laughs> for years because in the fourth quarter. This guy is putting the pickle up like he is throwing the ball all over the field, whereas your Aaron Rodgers, they're up two touchdowns halfway through the third. And, you know, he's just cooling down, getting ready to go do mushrooms in the woods or whatever it is. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'd like that. <laughs> uh, so, all right. So after your Kyle Pitts pick, Mike Evans and Keenan Allen went at the 303 and 304. I am up at the 305, and I am looking at a couple of different players. Josh Allen is the top-ranked player on the board. It's tempting to take Allen here, but I am a late-round QB guy. That's just I feel like there's so much value to be had late in, in drafts at the QB position. It it is it is super tempting to take Allen here. But I will hold off and, and you know bite my tongue in this spot and, and probably give Allen to the, the team six behind us. It's got Travis Kelsey, so he'll, he'll be stacked at, uh, at two different positions. But uh, like you said earlier, I uh, really would like to root for a, a hometown guy in Philadelphia. And all the reports out of camp up here are that A.J. Brown is just dominating on a daily basis. And, uh, you know, we got that Darius Slay giveaway that we're doing the, the autographed jersey apparently slay can't even keep up with with aj brown he's just he's just murdering people on the practice field so if he can remain healthy it looks like him and jalen hurts have a pretty good connection i feel like in this spot here with justin jefferson and saquon barkley on the team already taking a, another top end wide receiver who you know aj brown could realistically put up top six wide receiver numbers this year if Jalen Hurts can continue to improve as a passer in the NFL. So I'm going to take A.J. Brown here at the 305. Pat, I love A.J. Brown. I always have. 
as you know, I'm a big college guy. I moved myself down here to SEC country just to get closer to where it really matters. I liked him more than DK coming out. They were college teammates. DK's got the bigger measurables, the faster 40 time. Great pick. I see them and Sirianni, who impressed me last season, using him similar to how the Niners used Debo this year. I could see A.J. Brown, who's a big guy, uh, taking some snaps to the backfield and and given you know, that first-round pick a couple years ago, uh, the one that was taken before Justin Jefferson, Jalen Rager, you got to see if this guy can do anything. So I could see A.J. lining up in some unique positions on the field. Sirianni, a former wide receiver coach, great pick. Really excited about everything the Eagles did in that draft. Yeah, for sure. And as I predicted, Josh Allen went right behind me there at the 306. So that team is... Uh, started with Najee Harris, Travis Kelsey, Josh Allen. So that's a pretty decent start there. James Conner went at the 307, then Cam Akers, Patrick Mahomes, George Kittle, T. Higgins, Justin Herbert to round out the third round. Fourth round started with Terry McLaurin, Michael Pittman at 402, David Montgomery, Brees Hall, Darren Waller, Lamar Jackson, Travis Etienne went at the 407, who uh, that's actually a guy that even in these hero RB starts, if if ETN falls to me in the fourth round, I'm usually trying to grab him because I really feel like he's got the the, the potential, especially, you know, like you said, with, with the check downs, what you're talking about, uh, you know, catching passes of Jonathan Taylor earlier. I think ETN, he's, he's primed for, you know, five or six targets a game to go along with any rushing work that they give him. And he's explosive enough that, 10 touches a game is really all he needs. And I think once the, the you know, the, the cat is out of the bag, so to speak, in Jacksonville, uh, they're just going to keep giving him more and more work because he's that type of guy. Uh, unfortunately, he is gone. So I am looking at a bunch of wide receivers here. A couple running backs on the board, Josh Jacobs, Aaron, Antonio Gibson, uh, J.K. Dobbins, Eli Mitchell. I'm not really too big on them. The wide top wide receivers are left are Deontay Johnson. Jalen Waddell, DJ Moore, uh, they're your DK Metcalf that you were just talking about. But a guy that I really like and a guy that I have been really high on and a guy that I have just been making sure that I grab every possible time that I can and I get him, I am scooping him up. It is Cortland Sutton. I'm going to take Cortland Sutton here at the 408. I just feel like he's got the he's got the ability to be basically what DK Metcalf was drafted to be last year. And I know he didn't finish, you know, as high as we all expected uh, last year, but I think a lot of that was due to Russell Wilson's injury. So there is, you know, a, a little bit of a, I don't want to say excuse, but a little bit of a reason building. He finishes the wide receiver 14 last year, but finishes the wide receiver seven in 2020. And I feel like he just, Cortland Sutton and DK Metcalf, I, I get that, you know, DKF's like a physical freak, but Cortland Sutton is not, uh, you know, a small guy. He's not slow. He's he's just the opposite of all of those things, actually. Uh, he's six foot four, 216 pounds. I mean, the guy's just an absolute athletic freak, and he now gets Russell Wilson. And uh, I just think, you know, he's got the opportunity to really blossom as a pass catcher, you know, that injury in 2020 really derailed him and I think it took a little bit of time for him to get back last year plus you know he's playing with a, a mishmash of Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke last year so that's never really a good thing for fantasy points but I think with with Russell Wilson I think Cortland Sutton could very easily be a top 12 wide receiver this year 
All right, the next two players off the board, Jalen Waddle and Deontay Johnson. And now you are up, DJ, at the 411. What I like about the play I'm going to take here is his name. <laughs> and, um, Wonder where you're going. And he, uh, his quarterback and his head coach have a lot to a lot to prove. This guy's been there and quietly doing way more than anyone gives him any attention for. I've been paying attention for a long time. DJ Moore, I feel like I've been taking you since you've been drafted. It, he's due. He's he's due. And I think Baker. I'm not a Baker guy. But I feel like everybody says he's that. that. He's got that uh, that swag of I, I got to do something here. You know, this is this is my chance. I got to I got to show everyone. Sometimes it works for him. Sometimes it doesn't. Whatever it is, DJ Moore is going to be on the literally the receiving end of it. So uh, I, I think he's going to have a good year. I don't know that the Panthers will have a good year. I don't know that Baker will have a good year. But um, I didn't like any quarterback coming out. I didn't like Darnold. I'm a big Matt Corral guy, but that's another conversation for another day. DJ Moore, let's uh, give me that championship. <laughs> All right, Jerry Judy and DK Metcalf went in between uh, your pick and your next pick, which is the 502, and you are on the clock again. So you right now you have Jonathan Taylor, Javante Williams, Kyle Pitts, and DJ Moore. Where are you looking here with your, your pick in the fifth round? I'm going to go Hollywood Brown. I okay. wanted to fill the receiver positions now that my tight end and my running backs are locked in. Getting back with his college teammate, which seemed to be a theme this offseason. Mm-hmm. He's gonna. He's primed for a big year. He's been waiting to get a, a guy that throws the ball a little bit more. I don't want to say Lamar can't throw the ball, but he doesn't throw it as much. And why would you when you can move like that? But uh, Kyler, he wants. He's got more of that. I want to prove I can stand in the pocket and throw it. But if you if you break this pocket, watch. I'll I'll find the end zone with my feet. I yeah. think I think Hollywood Brown's gonna have a, a big year with with Kyler if he can stay out of trouble. Yeah, and if if DeAndre Hopkins doesn't come back and take that rollback over, I think a lot of Hollywood's season-long value is going to be determined pretty quickly, and, and you're going to have to find out if uh, you know if he has that connection with Kyler Murray right away or not. Uh, so we have Josh Jacobs and Antonio Gibson at the five oh three and five oh four. I'm up at the five oh five, and I'm not going to give a whole lot of explanation on this pick mike williams is available he's the top player left according to the adp on sleeper and i just think that mike williams is one of those guys who has the potential in that chargers offense to be an absolute stud this year he showed it in the first couple weeks last year and then sort of tailed off a little bit but if he can stay healthy uh, i think he actually has this could be the year that he overtakes keenan allen as the number one wide receiver on that team and i think that is you know, as young as he is, uh, compared to, to Keenan Allen anyway, he's 27. Keenan Allen is going to be 31, I believe, during the season. So I think he's got more of the uh, more of the, the opportunity to just sort of build this rapport with Justin Herbert moving forward and, and just be the number one guy, you know, going forward. So I'm going to take my fourth wide receiver off the board and take Mike Williams here at the 505. That's a good pick. Uh, that was a safe pick when I was up. Uh, you know, and I'm used to taking the safe pick, but uh, listening to your podcast inspired me to to take those chances. So, but Mike Williams, I mean, that's that's a solid pick. He's got everything right in front of him. This may be the season he overtakes Keenan Allen. Watch out for Josh Palmer. But uh, yeah. yeah, Mike Williams, great pick, safe bet. 
Yeah, that's the one thing I don't like about taking Mike Williams is that I, I really don't like I don't like taking two receivers from the same team. So I can't really invest in Palmer later. But uh, you know, it is what it is. If you can get Williams, uh, I think he's a, a stellar pick, and especially in the fifth round. So uh, J.K. Dobbins went next after Williams, then Amari Cooper, Brandon Cooks, Dalton Schultz, Joe Burrow, T.J. Hawkinson, and then Clyde Edwards-Alaire at the five twelve. Team twelve also took Juju Smith-Schuster coming back in round six. Then Elijah Mitchell, Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin, A.J. Dillon, Michael Thomas, and Amon Ross St. Brown at the 607. And now I am up at the 608. And I've got three wide receivers, excuse me, four wide receivers, and uh, my hero RB and Saquon Barkley. So when you're doing these, these builds with the, the hero RB builds, you want to make sure that you grab either a quarterback or a tight end with one of those picks so that you're getting you know, one of those upside guys, there's no point in doing zero RB and then drafting, you know, six wide receivers. Uh, four is even a little too much for me. I probably could have and should have gone with the tight end there in round five, but Mike Williams, I believe has too much value uh, compared to a guy that I would have taken there, which would have been like a Dalton Schultz uh, who I am high on this year, but coming back here, uh, there's no tight ends that i like, but there is one quarterback that I really love. And it's also going to allow me to get a stack, which I enjoy doing. If I have the opportunity, I'm not reaching too much. And uh, the second best player left on the board, at least according to the ADP here, is Jalen Hurts. So I'm going to go ahead and select him at the 608 and pair him up with A.J. Brown and just hope that the domination that I'm hearing in camp, you know, sort of carries over into the regular season. All right, after A.J., excuse me, after Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray went. Then Adam Thielen, DJ, you're up at the 6-11. Pat, before I pick, maybe because we have a draft coming up or maybe just because the listeners want to hear, why did you go Hurts before Murray? Two reasons. Number one, I think that I think that Jalen Hurts has the potential to be the number one overall quarterback this year. I think if, like I said, he's, he's been getting better as a passer. He was technically the, the best runner if you look at fantasy points from the ground last year in fan in all of fantasy football. Um, and I, and I think with the addition of AJ Brown, he just, I have him one spot ahead of Kyler Murray in my rankings. So, uh, you know, I'm trying to be as, as true as I can to, to my rankings and, and take the guy that I, that I like better, but I, I do like Kyler Murray as well. And if, if Hertz was gone, I would have taken Murray. I think either way, it's a good pick. Uh, the, the move I'm going to make here, I'm going to fill out my skill positions uh, before I go quarterback, Darnell Mooney. Uh, he came on last year. I like big school pedigree. I like Mackey award-winning tight ends. I, I like you to go to the big school. This guy it was a fourth-rounder from a small school, but he's making plays for Justin Fields in Chicago, and he's one of the few people doing it. He's going to get the targets. That division's a mess as far as some of the defensive play. Green Bay's loaded up in the secondary, but Detroit – Minnesota, they're both known for having terrible secondaries. Uh, that's four games a season. He's going to look really nice. And as long as Justin can learn how to throw from his back, he's going to get some opportunities. I'm going Darnell Mooney. All right, in between Mooney, Team 1 went with Tom Brady and Dallas Goddard to fill out their starting lineup, and you are back at the 702. You now have basically your starting lineup minus your quarterback. So you looking to take a quarterback here, or are you going to, um, you know, try to build up your bench a little bit and take a, a quarterback later? Ah, uh, man, I would, 
I would build the bench, but there's a guy I'm interested to see this year with a new offensive coach and a lot of weapons around him. Russell Wilson sitting right there. I, I love Stafford. I have a unique relationship with distant, distant, distant relationship with Trevor Lawrence. So I was willing to wait on the the quarterback, but uh, I'm looking at Russ and I'm just, whew. If Kenneth Walker didn't have a hernia issue right now, I might go Kenneth Walker, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Russ Wilson. Yeah, I think it's tough to pass up Russ right there. Kareem Hunt went at 7:03, and then Cor Daryl Patterson at 7:04. I'm a little upset because I really thought Hunt was gonna fall to me. I love taking him in the seventh round when I get the opportunity to do that as my RB two. If you listen to uh, any of our running back episodes, you know how much I love Kareem Hunt and, and how good I think he is and how good he can be, uh, especially if he ends up playing for a team other than the Browns this year. But since he is gone, I am looking at a couple of other players. I do not have my RB2 spot filled out yet, but the guys that are the next up on the ADP are Miles Sanders and Damian Harris. I don't like either one of those guys. I don't think either one are going to keep their starting jobs throughout the entirety of the season. So I am looking at either tight end or running back. And I think what I'm going to do here is as much as I love Gabe Davis and Rashad Bateman, uh, who are are definitely not going to make it back to me here. I already have four wide receivers. So I think what I'm going to do here is take Zach Ertz at the tight end position. I think Ertz has, I still think he's a good tight end. I mean, he doesn't have the uh, athletic prowess that he once did sort of a, uh, a catch and fall down guy, but if he can catch it and fall down like 85 times for, you know, a thousand yards and six touchdowns, then, you know, I'll, I'll take that season. I think with DeAndre Hopkins being out, uh, there is the, the possibility that Ertz is, you know, very familiar with Murray and could potentially be his, you know, sort of safety blanket number one target while Hopkins is out. So I, I do like getting Ertz this late in the draft. Second year in the offense for a smart player. That's a, that's a good pick. All right, so Rashad Bateman, one of the guys that I like, went at 7.06. Drake London, Dak Prescott, Miles Sanders, and Damian Harris went at 7.9 and 7.10. Aaron Rodgers at 7.11. DeAndre Hopkins at uh, 7.12. Hunter Renfro, 8.01. Gabe Davis, 8.02. Alan Lazard, 8.03. Devonta Smith, 8.04. Elijah Moore, 8.05. Devin Singletary, 8.06. And Kenneth Walker, 8.07. I am... So sad to see that run of wide receivers go because I do like all of those players, save for Hunter Renfro. I'm not really big on Renfro this year, but we haven't gotten to our wide receiver rankings yet, so I won't, I won't put any spoilers out there. But I'm up at the 808. Uh, I did like Kenneth Walker as well in this region. Not sure how serious the injury is yet, so that is a little bit scary. So with that being said, I think what I'm looking at here is I'm going to take a starting running back for an offense that I think is going to be much improved this year. He's going to end up being my RB2, and I'm not too sad about that. I think he's got you know, the opportunity to you know, rush for seven to 800 yards and you know, catch 50 or 60 balls this year. I'm going to go chase Edmonds for the Miami Dolphins at the 808. I would have loved for you to get Walker there. I'm real high on him. but uh, I was thinking – I was thinking about taking Penny, but I just he's he's I, and I love Penny. He's just he scares me because he it, there is the injury history, which you know injuries don't really I don't I don't really kind of play into that. But with Walker being there right behind him and not really knowing what's going on with that 
I mean, I do think at some point Walker probably uh, takes over at least, you know, 50-50 snaps with Penny. And, and I just – I don't want to draft a guy as my second running back who I don't really think is going to get the majority of the work. So uh, Penny did go, however, at the 8-09. Tony Pollard went at the 8-10 and DJ Europe at the 8-11. Uh, there's a couple of guys here I, I like. I don't know that I'd, I'd like them for uh, redraft as much as dynasty, but I think he could, he's everything through camp. He's healthy. I don't like the coaching situation in New Orleans right now, but I, I think Chris Olave, the rookie out of Ohio state could be a number one receiver by the end of the season. When you're, you've made it because you've made a really good picks early in your draft. And now you need a guy to, to give you four weeks of unbelievable football play. Um, Michael Thomas coming off an injury. He hasn't been there. Uh, he hasn't had Jameis Winston as a quarterback. He hasn't had anyone other than Drew Brees as a quarterback. Uh, you know, Juice, Jarvis Landry's uh, went back home, and he's he's there as well. But I think late in the season, Alave could be a league winner, you know, a term you like to use. If Jameis is healthy, Jameis is putting the ball up. Yeah, I think Alave was kind of one of those guys that right after the NFL draft did not, you know, it wasn't really on – people's radar is potentially being, you know, maybe one of the better rookies, uh, you know, that came out, I don't say better rookies, but as far as fantasy goes, maybe not one of the most productive rookies as far as fantasy goes, but he has been impressive in camp and he's, you know, he's definitely showing that he has what it takes to be a, a, a top flight receiver in this league already in just his first year of training camp. So, all right. So Traylon Burks and Tyler Lockett went at the eight twelve and nine Oh one and DJ you're back up. At the 902, and who are you looking for here? Well, I want to start building my bench. Uh, I've got my quarterback. I've got my receiving core. I've got two young stunned running backs, and I like to handcuff. So Melvin Gordon's sitting there. Heaven forbid anything happened to Javante Williams. I get a handcuff for my bench. If we were doing a full draft, love my starting lineup. Uh, I want to secure volume in case one of them goes down. All right, after Melvin Gordon, Dawson Knox, and Trey Lance went at the 9.03 and 9.04. I am up at the 9.05, and I have my full starting lineup and wide receiver on the bench already. And so basically what I'm looking for here is just picking for value. This is the part of the draft that I like the most. Is once I sort of have everybody kind of locked in and, and I kind of know what my team looks like, I can kind of ditch the ADP and sort of just take the best players that I see available. Now, because I only have two running backs on my roster so far, I am looking at running back here to see if there's any values. And there's a couple of guys that stand out to me. Uh, but the guy who I definitely know will not make it back to me uh, is the guy that I'm going to pick here. And that's Ramondre Stevenson. I just feel like the Patriots are going to try to get Ramondre Stevenson the ball a little bit more. I know Damian Harris is their, technically their starting running back, but since James White's retirement, Ramondre Stevenson has just become the default pass-catching option out of the backfield, and I think that you know he's going to get enough run as an actual runner that the receptions and you know everything he does in the passing game is just going to be gravy. So I really like Ramondre Stevenson. I think I think he becomes the guy if if they split that backfield. I think he you know by the middle of the season becomes the guy who uh, you know ends up having the bigger share of that Patriots running back. I I agree. I think he's going to be the bell cow midseason on big guy. Oklahoma uh, was the college he went to. You don't know what that offense is going to do this year. Who's calling plays? What are they going to look like? Devontae Parker can't separate at the wide receiver position. 
you know that they're going to run the ball. Um, mm-hmm. The offensive line, Sarnekian retires. The offensive line coach, longtime offensive line coach. What do offensive linemen want to do? They want to pass, protect, or run the ball. They're going to run the ball, and I think Stevenson's going to have that job midway through the season uh, and have a firm grip of it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so in between my 9.05 pick and this current 10.08, we have Garrett Wilson go, Brandon Ayuk, Matthew Stafford, James Cook, Pat Fryermuth, Robert Woods, Chase Claypool, Derek Carr, Mike Isicki, Christian Kirk, Damian Pierce, who I was kind of hoping would make it back to me, Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, and Cole Komet. And now at the 10.08, again, I am looking at basically just wide receivers and running backs at this point. I generally don't take two tight ends or two quarterbacks in a draft. So the guys that are standing out to me the most are probably George Pickens, although, you know, I'm hearing a lot of good things about him. I don't know that I want a third wide receiver on a team that, you know, I'm not really sure what their offense is going to look like with the quarterback situation that's going on in Pittsburgh. Uh, Julio Jones and Russell Gage are also there from Tampa Bay. If Jones didn't sign with the Bucks, I probably would take Gage here. But now I'm not so sure what Gage's role in this offense is going to be with Julio Jones. So I don't really want to touch either one of those guys this early. I think I'm looking to try to get a piece of that Kansas City offense because you just don't know. Like I said, we said earlier, you know, it's probably going to be Travis Kelsey. And then we're not really sure, you know, where the next, you know, uh, a piece of or or chunk of that offense is going to come from. It may be spread out amongst all the wide receivers, but you may have one guy emerge as you know, sort of the the number one uh, target for Patrick Mahomes. And with Sky Moore and Juju Smith-Schuster already gone, I am going to go ahead and select Marquez Valdez Scantling. All right, after MVS, Michael Carter and Kirk Cousins went, and DJ, you are back on the clock at the ten eleven. Three picks left for you. So as you mentioned, when you get to this point, your, your starting lineup is set. You get to ditch the ADP. There's a guy I've told you about I love, like I talked about with Chris Olave, end of the season. Uh, you need a couple wins to get in the playoffs, or you're in the playoffs and you need uh, some big games. Jamison Williams, he's a mm-hmm. young uh, rookie wide receiver coming off a knee injury. But as you've mentioned in previous shows, knee injuries aren't the same, the, the torn ACL. Think he's a he's a game changer. I've seen him live. It was it was something out of this world. The way he can move around the field, his size, his hands. Diehard Georgia Bulldog fan. We did not have an answer for him, and that national championship's a lot different if he finishes the game on the field. And I like I said, I think at the end of your fantasy football season, he's going to have a couple big weeks that can close out a season for you and and take you home with a championship. Yes. Yeah, strangely, a Detroit wide receiver could help you win a championship in the last few weeks of your season. That sounds a little familiar, right? Dan yeah. Campbell's doing something up there. Yeah. No, I believe he's building a, a, a winning program finally. So uh, after James Williams, Alex, Alexander Madison, and James Robinson went to Team 1, and you were back on the clock at 11.02. I was hoping James Robinson would fall here. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> I love the relationship with Trevor Lawrence and uh, – and, and Travis Etienne, but when James Robinson was healthy, he was he was great, and um, and I think Doug Peterson knows that he's probably his first and second down running back this season. Um, I really want to handcuff here Hollywood Brown, but I, I'm not a big Rondell Moore guy, and I the need of the the wide wide receiver for me right now isn't as 
bad as some other positions. There's another young guy I like, and I don't think he's going to be a guy that starts the season strong, but he's going to be a guy that ends the season strong. I think he's the future starting running back of the San Diego Chargers, Isaiah Spiller. He was my RB2 coming out this year of college. A lot of production at Texas A&M. I think late in the season, he's going to be a game changer. He, um, Austin Eckler, smaller guy, great offensive line. San Diego's – or I'm sorry, Los Angeles is really uh, – the Los Angeles Chargers are really turning the page. I think uh, Isaiah Spiller is going to, like Jamison, like Alave at the end of the year, have some playing time and show some life for your fantasy team. Yeah, Eckler has been a guy who has struggled with, you know, nagging injuries, you know, here and there throughout the season. So I think the Chargers are probably going to want to lighten his load a little bit, keep him fresh. Uh, he's very efficient with his touches, but you don't he's not the type of guy that you want to give, you know, 300 plus carries to. He's just he's not built for for that kind of workload. So I think uh back, but he gets it done with with what he gets like I said, uh he he doesn't have a high volume at any of any of his seasons. He hasn't had a high volume of carries, but the split of, of receptions and carries is it's great. Yeah, especially in a PPR league. All right, so Tyler Boyd and George Pickens went at the 11.03, 11.04. I am up at the 11.05, and again, you know, passed on Russell Gage and Julio Jones in the 10th round. Not saying that one round makes that big of a difference, but it does make a difference. So uh, I think here in this spot, listen, I... I Chris Godwin looks like he could be close to being ready for week one, which means, you know, anytime between week one and week three. Mike Evans dealing with a minor hamstring injury, but you know Mike Evans, he just plays football. Like, he doesn't miss games. And and I think in this offense, Julio Jones is going to get the first crack at the number three position. I think there's actually, I think when it comes down to two wide receiver sets, it's going to be Evans and Jones, and Godwin's going to be the slot guy. So... If Julio Jones still has it, which it didn't look like he did last year, but he also wasn't playing with Tom Brady last year. So I think he's a good gamble here in the 11th round. So I'm going to go ahead and select Julio Jones at the 11.05. After Jones went Naheem Hines, Albert Ogwebenam, Rashad White, Russell Gage, Daryl Henderson, Tua Tagovailoa, Jarvis Landry, Hunter Henry to start the 12th round. Christian Watson, Michael Gallup, Rondell Moore, Tyler Algier, Ronald Jones, and then Justin Fields at the 1207. And I am up with my last pick at the 1208. And there was a couple of guys that I was kind of hoping would get back to me when I when I made my pick in the 11th round. They did. So I am going to go ahead and select another running back here. And I know that as of right now, everyone is sort of saying and, and kind of pointing at, you know, Miles Sanders being the number one running back in Philadelphia. But you saw in that last preseason game, if you watched it uh, against Cleveland, Boston, Scott had a great game. Uh, Kenny Gainwell got in there and did some some great things. I think he scored a touchdown in that game as well. So Gainwell's a guy who I'm just, I've been growing on as the season has, has sort of gone on or the preseason has sort of gone on. So I don't really like taking another eagle in this spot, but there's not really many other running backs that I like here. Brian Robinson's still on the board. He's an option as well. He actually might be the better option now that I'm thinking about it. With as bad as Antonio Gibson has been playing, um, Brian Robinson 
uh, might be the better pick, but you know, you're looking at a potential three headed monster there in Washington. And I don't necessarily know that I want any part of uh, Washington's offense this year. So I'm going to go ahead and take Kenny Gainwell with my last pick. All right. After Gainwell went Tyler Higby and Jacoby Myers. And now DJ, you are up at your last pick at the 12 11. I'm going to go quarterback here. It's a position of it's, it's an important position. You can't afford to go a week without it. You know, it, it's diluted. So you can get a lot of talent. That's why you and I look like this draft. We both went pretty late for quarterback. But um, a guy, uh, Trevor Lawrence, I'm a big Doug Peterson fan. I think Jacksonville made a lot of uh, good moves this offseason. I think he's uh, I think he's a baller. and I think he's actually going to turn around his year. His touchdown interception ratio will be a lot better. And they're going to be in some games. I, you know, Detroit last season played – a lot of close games that they lost. I think that team this year is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, and he's going to be having, he's going to have to throw the ball. So I think he's going to get a lot of points for Russell's bye weeks or maybe even possibly some matchups. Um, I don't like Russell in, you know, out there in the AFC West, toughest division in football. But uh, so I'm going to go Trevor Lawrence here. All right. So Trevor Lawrence's last pick for DJ. Irv Smith was Mr. Irrelevant as the last pick in the draft for team one. All right, so we're going to go over uh, both of our rosters. Uh, we'll do yours first since you picked first, and then you just kind of you know give me a, an idea of you know w- what you like about your team, what you don't like, and, and maybe where you might have done something different. So for you, you have Russell Wilson and Trevor Lawrence at the quarterback position. Jonathan Taylor, Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, and Isaiah Spiller are your running backs. Your wide receivers are DJ Moore, Marquise Brown, Darnell Mooney, Chris Olave, and Jameson Williams. And your tight end is Kyle Pitts. So what do you um, think about your team? You go to you would go to war with these guys? I love this team. I mean, I think in in our league, um, this team can win. But uh if I were if I wanted to bolster anything, it'd be that wide receiver position. It's it's like biceps on a on a guy, it's a Ferrari, it's the pretty position of fantasy football. You want to get a top guy, and I waited to do that. But when you look at my running backs, the potential of my tight end, even in the second year, um, and then you get a guy like Russell Wilson with a, an offensive-minded coach for the first time, a new location, new weapon, maybe not better weapons, but but new weapons nonetheless, in a division that's going to be so competitive. And that dude, I'm not a fan, like a big, big Russ guy. I was, I'm a Marshawn Lynch guy, but uh, – that guy competes, so I was good with him at quarterback. Obviously, I got the now that I'm in Georgia, I got the the local hero, Trevor Lawrence. And then, I, you know, I, I went and took a bunch of young guys because I pay a close attention to college football. And these are guys that I think at the end of the year you're going to know their name. And going into next year, the, the game has changed so much. Uh, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Jonathan Taylor's these guys are 23. And their league leaders, uh, fantasy draft winners, the the three players I took, Spiller, I, I'm wishful thinking, but Alave, I think, you know, is a can't miss. And I think the better player, my wide receiver one coming out this year, it was Jameson Williams with Drake London at my number two. But, uh, yeah, I think I, I like this team. I've got targets in my wide receiver position. I've got touches in my running back position. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Can yeah, we just take this team to the league? Can I? Can I 
and make some money, maybe. <laughs> Get myself a championship, finally. Yeah, more of that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I do. I like your team as well. So I'm kind of glad this isn't for real. Although looking at my team now, as I'm about to read it, uh, I don't. I don't think I would. I would mind taking on your team with the team that I have here. So let me let me go over my team real quick. The quarterback position, I have Jalen Hurts. Running backs, I have Saquon Barkley, Chase Edmonds, Ramondre Stevenson, and Kenneth Gainwell. Wide receivers, I have Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown, Cortland Sutton, Mike Williams, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and Julio Jones. And my tight end is Zach Ertz. I think that, you know, for for the lack of, uh, you know, like you said, the lack of Ferraris in your garage, I, I, I have a, quite a few of them at the wide receiver position. Uh, I'm a bit lacking at the running back spot. Uh, you know, I, I do really like Saquon Barkley. Uh, as a, a bona fide number one running back this year, you know, top 10 guy, uh, again, assuming he can stay healthy. But uh, after that, Chase Edmonds, Ramon J. Stevenson, uh, guys in that range, uh, I'm a little a little nervous about, but, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. The one spot that I think I probably could have uh, done differently is I think – as much as I like the Zach Ertz pick, I feel like I feel like that was sort of pushed on me because of the Kareem Hunt thing falling off, and and I, I probably could have grabbed another running back since I was so wide receiver heavy early. I probably could have you know grabbed another running back there where I grabbed Zach Ertz, but uh, but I don't hate my running backs. But you know I think if this was a real league, you and I. Uh, you know, we might be we might be looking to to make a trade somewhere down the line because I feel like uh, my strengths are your weaknesses and and uh, your strengths are my weaknesses on the on these teams. So I would definitely take this team into a season and be pretty happy with it at this point. You know, again, that's the reason we do these mock drafts is so we can take a look at them, see you know where we may have made a mistake, and you know when you go into your real draft, sort of not be in that position where you're like, oh, I got to hurry up and make a pick, and you know you make the wrong one. So. Uh, with these mock drafts, I think, you know, it's good if you're if you're into fantasy football. I think you should do as many mock drafts as you can. Uh, we talked a little bit in uh, our draft strategies episode about mock drafting from the position that you're going to be picking in. So if you know where you're drafting from, it helps to draft a, a lot of times from that same position and sort of get a a view of what your team's going to look like if you take, you know, like I did. I went quarterback in the sixth and tight end in the seventh you know maybe next time i'll go quarterback in the sixth and like i said take up another running back in the seventh and and pick up a guy like a cole Komet or dawson knox a little bit later in the draft and just sort of you know hope that that the tight end position you know won't lose me games uh, at that point to to get a little extra in that running back or that flex spot so I think that this overall was a success. I want to thank you, DJ, for sitting fun. in and, and mock drafting with me. And, uh, you know, Scott will thank you as well. He uh, he said to me, he sent me a text earlier and he was like, well, have fun with your new best friend. So uh, I think he's a little a little salty, but. Uh, he said so he's at the beach. He's watching the yeah. sun. Yeah, he's drinking a Corona right now. He's, he's writing poems. He's going <laughs> to. So, uh, well, you know what? He brought me on, Scott, because I drafted a, a bomb squad. And um, hopefully you turn those love letters for Pat into notes uh, for our draft in a, in a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before we go, I just wanted to mention a few things. We have our 
Darius Slay signed jersey giveaway. Don't forget to enter that contest. Uh, all you got to do is follow and review the show. Send screenshots of both of those images to our email at the nine route FFB at gmail.com. Uh, that will enter you for the contest. Make sure that you put your name and address in the body of the email. We do need a place to send this lovely jersey once you win it. So uh, get those in. We are going to be drawing that in just over a week. Excuse me, just over two weeks. We're going we're gonna to do that drawing during our Monday recording right before the season starts. So make sure that you get your entries in. Please make sure that you visit our website, www.9routeffb.com. You can access all of our shows from there. There's information about the jersey giveaway on there. And uh, there's a link to our email if you forget what that email address is before we uh head out for the day dj do you have anything else you want to add in your your 15 minutes of fame here football is back man <laughs> uh what an off season great season last year i got to see my guy matt stafford win a super bowl if, if anybody hasn't figured this out yet dj is a diehard georgia bulldogs fan i, I don't yeah, know um, if that needed to be said or not but Bleed green for sure, but uh, moved down to, to Bulldog country to, to get a firsthand look and uh, what the Eagles did this year. You know, uh, edit this out or not, you can let's talk football. I mean, Jordan Davis, Nicobe Dean, Howie was in his bag that day, going and getting uh, AJ Brown, getting Dean in the third. He redeemed himself. I, I mentioned in, during our draft, I was a big Doug Peterson guy with that Trevor Lawrence pick. Uh, I was heartbroken when he was let go and how he redeemed himself this year. I felt like that scene out of Dumb and Dumber where uh, Jim uh, Jeff Daniels shows up on the scooter and mm -hmm. Jim Carrey's like, you've totally redeemed yourself. <laughs> so uh, that's what an off season. Yeah. yeah. How he's been a uh, sort of a, a spot of contention for Eagles fans for a while. I think this draft, he, uh, he may have bought himself a few more years uh, in that GM role, but uh a lot of good. A lot of teams had good drafts this year. The Jets, the Giants, uh, the Eagles had a really good draft. Um, Baltimore, as always, had you know an excellent draft. So uh, it's going to be an interesting season, and and we're going to be looking forward to see how you know a lot of these these rookies and these young new guys make an impact on the NFL and and on fantasy. But with that, uh, we will uh, we will sign off for the day, and we will talk to you guys next time. <laughs>